When you travel, you're always listening to sounds that are around you. Wouldn't it be nice to take those sounds and somehow blend them together in some kind of an essay or some kind of a, you know, some kind of a little commercial or something that you'd love to put together as a collage? Powered by Libsyn, the largest podcast host and distribution network since 2004. Libsyn.com. And welcome back to another Your Own Pay podcast. If you enjoy what you're hearing today, don't forget to subscribe, especially if you're listening in iTunes or Stitcher. Want to get connected with us on the podcast? Maybe you're hearing this somewhere else uh, randomly syndicated throughout the web. Feel free to click on the link in the audio description to be able to get subscribed in your favorite podcatching software. I'm joined today by a gentleman who I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his last name. No offense, Mike. It's okay. <laughs> I wanted to introduce this this gentleman as a amazing individual to help you with your audio sound. He's helping us learn how to have substantially better audio performance. So, Mike, could you go ahead and number one, pronounce your last name for the listeners. And number two, give us a quick introduction to yourself. Who who are you and what do you do? Well, first of all, um, my last name is pronounced Ciercello. It's not the way it's actually spelled when you, when, you know, the computer doesn't pronounce it the same way, but because it's Italian, the C in Italian actually acts as a CH. So it's Michael Ciercello. And I'd like to apologize first and foremost, if you hear a little bit of background noise, I mean, I'm working here at the center uh, maybe Mackay Rehabilitation Center, and um, I've got kids in the back. You know, just uh, to, if you guys hear so- something like that, it's just because I'm uh, I'm in I'm not in a soundproof studio. A little bit about myself: I am a musician at heart. I mean, music is my soul. It's my, my passion. It's what I love to do. When I'm on stage, people can sense that as a performer as a person, as an individual. So that's what I love to do. It's my passion. I I play three instruments. I'm a guitar player, piano player, and a bass player. And I do backup vocals as well, too. And a little bit of vocaling, but not that much. I mean, I'm not really a vocalist. I do love to sing. I do love to do all that kind of stuff. I guess uh, what has uh, also contributed in my life greatly is technology. And having the music and the technology is something that I am blessed to have. I don't think too many of us have those two worlds collided. So uh, there's my music, there's my technology, and how do we make it all work together? How do we blend it all together? Well, I've been studying in the field of music for the last 37 years, and I've loved every moment of it. I've enjoyed what I've done, and I continue to enjoy, and I love to teach, and I love to work with people. Guitar, piano, and bass. That must be a very sought-after ability. Uh, In your own band, or are you in a band at all? I work with various bands. Actually, I do have a a band that I work with now. Two bands, actually. One is a a group, a trio group with a girl singer, myself, and my wife on the DJ helm. We get gigs once in a while, and we go play out there, and we do the gigs. We do parties. We do shows. There, you know, the music that's played back is accompaniment music you know, using my software, which is Logic Pro and GarageBand. For a while, it was cake talking uh, scripts with Sonar, but now it's it's moved on to the Apple side. You know, I've just decided to move on in life and go somewhere better. As far as uh, any other bands, I do have another band that I play with. Uh, they're kind of like a rock folk group. Uh, we do anything from the 70s all the way up to the up to today's music. Um, and I have a full-fledged band with a drummer, bass player, singers, and me on the guitar. Uh, and that's it. We 
well, you know, I, those two bands. Um, it's not every day that I get work. I mean, musicians don't get gigs every day. I mean, we do get gigs. I mean, we, we go out there and we play and we do a good job and we have fun. Uh, that's one of the things that I look for in, in my music playing is to have fun. Because if you can't have fun, then you can't please the crowd. And if you can't please the crowd, well, then, you know, what's the point of being up there on that stage? I mean, uh, so when you go out there and play music, you got to love it and you got to enjoy it. And it shows. I mean, a lot of people come up to me and say, hey, you really, really rock on that stage and you own that stage. And that's what uh, what I, I, I love to do. As long as you're you're doing what you love to do, then you really can't complain. That's what I'm uh, really into is that's right. Inspiring and motivate, motivating people with passionate, professional, blind individuals. So I want to thank you, Mike, for taking time out of your day today to join me. Now, Mike, several bands you're involved in, you're playing music, you're working, as you said, right now at a center. Uh, what other projects are you involved in, and what's the secret to keep them all straight? Other projects that I'm involved with, I mean, I teach here full-time at the MAB Mackay Rehabilitation Center, where I train clients how to use Macs, PCs, iPhones, iPads, whatever have you. And since the people, the managers at the school or at the center took notice of the fact that I have my specialization in music, they saw that I was specialized in software. Uh, music and they took that opportunity and I teach that here as well however you know I felt that I could be a little bit of use around the world and I do enjoy working for Fedora I love it I mean we're designing the tutorials as we speak for GarageBand and Logic Pro and I love doing that and I continue to love doing that and I'm it's going to be a lot of fun I mean I'm hoping that folks are going to grab these tutorials and really make use of them because it's not just about learning the software there's a lot of experience that I have, uh, a bit of my knowledge about as a professional musician, what to buy, what not to buy, uh, all these different things of, you know, what to ask when you go to a music shop and all these things that are, are very important and very special to me. And I also do technical support for another company called Dancing Dots. So I'm all over the place. <laughs> and what keeps me going is the fact that you pace yourself. You you have to sometimes say, okay, I can't do this today. I have to figure out another time. It hasn't got to the point right now in my life where I've been so busy where I've had to refuse something. I know how to pace myself. I think there's, there's a, a point in time when you can say, okay, I can't go to this gig. I'd rather go do tech support because it's more important to me. It's more knowledgeable to me. Uh, or sometimes I'll have to say, look, I can't do the tutorials today or I can't help you today with tech support. We'll have to find another time to, to work on it. I try to keep myself busy. I think that that's a, a good thing to do because when you're busy, you're letting yourself you know, stay strong and your immune system stays strong. And yes, one, you know, a couple of times, I mean, I do take some time to relax, but it's very healthy to be out there and going out there and working with other people and being all around everywhere where you can as much as possible. Uh, and, and like I said, I mean, sometimes you do have to, pace yourself and you do have to say no for that particular moment or that particular period. Uh, but you, you have to be the judge and put your foot down and say, I can't do this. Uh, I, I can, I'll have to wait until another week or so. Is that okay with you? And, you know, people are very good about that. You know, as long as you're very honest about it and you can tell people, look, it won't be today, but it'll be tomorrow. But if it can't, if it absolutely has to be today, let's figure out something where I can at least meet you halfway. We'll do a little bit of this today and then we'll continue back tomorrow so as long as you're 
honest with people and you tell people that, you know, you are busy, but you will try and do your best to help them, people understand. And, and so never in life say you're going to do something if you're too full and you can't meet that obligation because it, it makes you look bad if you can't meet up with it. So always be honest with people and say, look, I can't do it today. How about tomorrow or how about today after tomorrow? <laughs> and and a lot of people do understand it. It's a matter of pacing yourself, and it's a matter of being very honest about the whole situation. I'd rather be busy than, than sit there and do absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And you guys heard it directly from Mike. You need to pace yourself. It's okay to say no and uh, stay busy, but manage your calendar and your schedule wisely. So I, I appreciate that. And uh, the listeners will definitely as well. Mike, I, I noticed some of the things that you're working on. We're going to go back to some of the struggles you had, but I want to take a quick moment and ask you, one of the things you said is that you enjoy communicating with sound and that sound is something that you can communicate well with. Why is it that sound is the best way for you to communicate? Because uh, when you're hearing things, your brain is being stimulated with different sounds, different you know situations, different environments. When your brain is, is, is occupied with sound around you or sound creation, uh, in my mind, you're actually keeping your, yourself active and you're keeping yourself attentive to what's going around you in your environment and especially in your spatial environment. When you travel, you're always listening to sounds that are around you. Wouldn't it be nice to take those sounds and somehow blend them together in some kind of an essay or some kind of a you know, some kind of a little commercial or something that you'd love to put together as a collage. So basically, we're always hearing sound. We, we communicate through the means of sound. If we hear a car coming towards us, we react. If we hear somebody laughing, we like to laugh with them. If we hear a truck passing by and it's a big truck and we're scared of it, well, those are some of the emotions that come out. So through the creation of sound you can actually set yourself a good little picture of something that that could you know be very nice and and, and once put together the um, ability to do that is just incredible and having the tools to do that such as cakewalk sonar soundforge uh, just to name a few but primarily in the apple world logic pro uh, GarageBand. you know when you have these tools and you're able to use them and you're able to create a, a sculpture or some kind of a um, a storyline with sound that's just incredible and it doesn't just have to be sound it can be words i mean you could be doing a commercial or you could be doing a talk on something and to put that all together is just amazing as well as writing writing is important but it's not just all about writing and it's not all about pictures it is about sound and when you communicate with sound you give a different sense of what's the environment around you and how you perceive the environment around you and what you're trying to let people know that you're trying to produce. I took an Opticon once, which is an old, old reading device where you actually you know, read print. I don't know if you're aware of the Opticon, but it was an old device that you took a, it was a camera and you glide the camera across the page and there was a little, like it looked like a little tape recorder, you know, like a little tape deck or a little, you know, like a tape deck that you put your finger into a little array. And this array, as you glide the camera across the page, would present the image of the print on your finger like Braille would. Huh. And uh, 
I took this Opticon and it made a nice wheezing sound. Like it was a very, like, it was very annoying, actually. If you read for about two hours, I mean, you basically got very tired of that sound. <laughs> but I, I took that sound and I shaped it into something like making it sound like as if it was a car revving down the street just by using the tools and softwares like Logic Pro and GarageBand. Wow. If people can't hear the passion in Mike's voice, then I don't know what's wrong with you. This guy talks about sound. He lives for sound and loves to to share his opinions about sound with anyone who's willing to listen. Isn't that correct, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. And I got to tell you, sound is not just something that hits you straight in the face. I mean, you could take an image or a sound and pan it. You can put it in different areas. Like when you have a pair of headphones or speakers in front of you imagine that sound going directly from one speaker to another and then crisscrossing from that other speaker back to the other so from left to right right to left or taking that sound maybe making two copies of the same sound and putting one at sort of like a 90 degree angle it's just incredible what you can do with sound and what you can do with the technology and it you know it takes practice it's not going to happen in one day you need to really sit down and work with the equipment. But once you got that down, that two-minute thing that you're working on, which takes about 20 to 30 hours sometimes, or even 15 to 20 hours, when you put it all together in that two minutes, the, the experience, the rewarding experience that you get, the intrinsic experience that you get around that is just absolutely amazing. And say, wow, it took me 20 to 30 hours or 15 to 20 hours, but let me tell you, I put this together, and these two minutes are absolutely amazing. And it's so amazing how things go really quickly when you put it all together. <laughs> and and when you're loving what you're doing and having fun. Now, absolutely. One other thing about sound that I'm surprised Mike didn't bring in is, you know, the sound of your voice can change lives. And 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 I know he said the spoken word, but uh, the inflection that you give to your voice, the excitement that you can share with the audience simply by changing the rate of your voice uh, can definitely uh, help someone understand your content a lot better. When you say a commercial, when you or you're reading when you're reading a script, for instance. If you don't put any excitement in that script, how do you think people are going to perceive that? Instead, if you take that sound and put some more excitement into your voice, you can make that script sound really good. Yep, yep, you sure can. So It's a matter of getting experience. And let me tell you, I mean, uh, um, sometimes you sit there and you got to redo things over and over and over again. And sometimes you just got to take a break and say, let's come back in 20 minutes or let's come back tomorrow. Yep. Definitely don't rely on editing things last minute, a lesson I've learned no. personally. <laughs> You've been a busy guy. I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier. You mentioned you have a degree in sound software. Is that correct? It's actually in music performance, but it's also in the specialization of music software, which can uh, covers the sound aspect of it as well. And uh, yeah, I got that Concordia University my experience with Concordia was absolutely amazing. I had a great time. You know, there was also some setbacks. I mean, uh, in the days when I went to school, there was no way of communicating your music compositions to sighted people. You had to actually dictate note for note what you wanted to say if somebody had vision, wanted to read your scores. And let me tell you, that was very, very, very challenging. I mean, uh, it wasn't until we got to Dancing Dots who released Good Feel which covers that aspect of being able to write down music in Braille and then putting it into print. 
I'm hoping that Apple will come up with something like that, or maybe Dancing Dots will go and make a copy of it for Apple, which they told me they're going to try and work on. So this software is amazing for anybody that wants to go into composing and writing music on um, on regular staff music, regular staff sheets, and also have it brailled so that you're actually tying the gap between somebody who reads music in Braille and somebody who can see it. Uh, that was that portion. And then I got into programs like SoundForge, Cakewalk Sonar, and now more recently I have really gotten into the Apple and I love my GarageBand and Logic Pro. And I'm also using another program called Amadeus Pro, which is a, another editor that you can edit sound with. So I, I, I never stop learning. I mean, I'm always learning. I'm always doing different things. And I'm also learning another software called Pro Tools, which is another uh, package that you can record uh, music and sound with. I think I actually have a friend, and I can take a look at this, who is and see if he is doing it. But he's blind, owns Pro Tools, and I think he was thinking about creating a court. So if that's something you're interested in, I can definitely make that connection happen. Absolutely. Okay, so, okay, Mike, and I appreciate you going over those struggles that you faced. Now, before you found the Dancing Dot software, what did you do? How how did you communicate? You said you dictated each of the notes, is that correct? Oh, yeah, the notes were dictated to my, my friends or my colleagues that I worked with at the school uh, because at the time I went to, well, before this all this Dancing Dot stuff came into being, I went to a sage in Montreal called Vanier College which got me my deck music, which is basically a specialization. Uh, after you go to high school, you, you have two years here in Montreal that you can do to get you like a, a deck or basically a career program, a graduate. And I got my deck and music, but all the time, I mean, I had to sit down and dictate all my assignments to my, uh, to my friends or my, or, or my, you know, colleagues. And it was, it was long because, you know, a bar of music, you know, you have 32 bars of music, but at the time when you're when you're dictating music, uh, if you get lost in that shuffle of, let's say, for example, you're dictating something, and all of a sudden you say, "Did I just tell you that?" or "Where were we? Where did we go?" You get disoriented, and oh, rip up the paper, let's start all over again. Um, it was a long, tedious process, but it, it, at the time there was nothing I could do. I was expected to participate in the program just like anybody else who was cited. Uh, I was expected to take choir classes, um, history classes, music performance classes, learning how to do ensemble work, which is when you get together with a bunch of, you know, other musicians, whether they be guitarists or bass players or drummers. Uh, and then graduated with that with honors uh, in my deck and then went on to Concordia and the same challenges uh, were faced. But in this particular instance, when I went to university, I was told by my the you know the chair of the music department you'd better find a way to be able to communicate with your side counterparts because people don't have as much time in the university program as they did in the sage program or the college program so i actually had to find a way to or had to find a means of doing that and between 1992 and i would say 96 there was a dark hole in my life i mean i, I basically went through uh, trial and error into different program applications, and all of them failed. I mean, I even spent lots and lots of money into softwares and, and, and interfaces which didn't work and were not accessible, and try to return those back to the music shops. I mean, they'll tell you, well, it's already been opened. It's out of the box. I can't take it back. Yeah. Um, and then being told by other companies saying, 
well, you know, so-and-so uses this application, and then you buy the application and it doesn't work. And let me tell you, there was times when I felt, okay, what am I doing this for? I mean, I could just be sitting on a beach playing in, in Cuba or playing in some other area, you know, just playing music. But when my brother and I sat down together one night in the basement after we did our last go at it, my brother turned around and said, well, Mike, he says, you know, just take a break tonight or even for another week or whatever you like, but I know that you'll find the answer. And um, I was at that point deciding whether I should continue. And I did. Uh, I woke up the next morning. I said, I got to continue this. I said, it's not for me. I said, it's for others that are going to, you know, want to do this in the future. And uh, I have to find a solution. And and I know there's a solution out there. And I know there's somebody who's already doing that. And when I met up with Bill from Dancing Dots, uh, he actually opened my doors at that point between 1996 and 98. And we started, we've been friends ever since. I mean, I've known Bill since, and we actually met the first, the first time two years ago. <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking on the phone and I'd give him some suggestions and, and we'd chat and stuff like that. And, and so uh, I got to meet Bill a couple of years ago, but you know, he was my door that opened me up to this, this technology, uh, music technology. And uh, I actually took it upon myself to branch it out even further for myself and possibly for others. And I hope for others, because, you know, it's not just one system that works. I mean, there are other systems and they work very well. And uh, so there you have it in a nutshell, because now I'm, I'm working for Fedora and I'm working for Bill for tech support. And it's funny how the world just basically comes together. And I'm I'm just glad to be able to offer my expertise. And I'm not perfect. Nobody's going to be perfect. And I admit it to all my clients. I'm not going to tell you the answer is 100% in stone. There are going to be some stumbling blocks. You're going to see some situations where you say, okay, well, today I just want to stop and I want to come back tomorrow. That is normal. That's part of life. You have to go through some of the, the growing pains and you have to go through some of the stumbling blocks. That's what makes, you know, you a stronger person. And it's, it, you know, use giving up is not the answer. But you have to be, you know, you have to be, you know, at some points neutral. And you have to say to yourself, it's time to go on out tomorrow. Let, let's continue this. And maybe there'll be another stumbling block. But, let's you know, let's continue. Life is a never-ending journey. And that's that's the way it is. I mean, it's it's the way it goes. Overcome those challenges and demolish your excuses. I love it, Mike. That's great. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, you are giving us some of your most valuable commodity, your time, and I greatly appreciate it. We're not going to keep you for much longer, Mike. I do want to thank you for for listening to this podcast, your own pay podcast listener. Mike sharing some valuable details with you and just know that you can do anything. Time for my favorite five. That's the time where I ask you these five questions and uh, your answers are gold or orientated to motivate and inspire people to get up and do something. So let's try to make it real quick. And then we'll conclude this with a way that people can contact you. Number one, Mike, what would you say is the name of someone you either currently look up to or has been a role model in your past? I would have to say the person that I look up to as a role model, unfortunately, he's no longer with us, was a gentleman by the name of Jeff Healy, who basically was a guitar player who was visually impaired himself. And he overcame the challenges and got up on stage and played that guitar and really moved, you know, people. And he was just amazing to me. I had a chance to meet him. And he gave me some words of encouragement. And he said to me, Mike, 
He said, if you really want to go do something in life, grab it. Don't wait for people to give it to you. You've got to go out there and you've got to, you know, you know, take it and grab it and, and do what you got to do with it. And you're going to have some stumbling blocks, but you got to keep on going because you know what? That's the way it is. Nobody's going to hand down the old one, two, three and say, here, I've got the answer for you. I've got the magic solution. Let's go out there and I'll make it happen for you. You've got to make it happen for yourself. And of course, if you've got some inspirational people, let them be part of your life because they're going to motivate you and push you in the right direction. So we're all a team. We're all humans. We all work together. That's the way it is. I appreciate it. And wow, <laughs> grab it. Take advantage of the opportunities that you have today. Thank you very much. What is one book that has changed your life? I got to tell you, there's a book by J.D. Salinger, and it's called Catcher in the Rye. I think that that book is an amazing book, especially if you're in your teen years where you're trying to find yourself, your path, your door, so to speak. It's an amazing book. I've read that book about 10 times. Again, it's called The Catcher in the Rye, and it's made. It's by J.D. Salinger. Uh, Holden Caulfield, who was the main character of the story, shows us that, you know, while he was distressed or while he was having issues of, you know, getting finding his own path, that in the end, he actually came to and started to realize that life is about challenges. Life is about uncertainties. And you have to be able to take those uncertainties and try to make them you know, work for you so that they become a clear path for you and who you're going to be. And we all go through that as teenagers. We all go through a life saying, what am I going to do in my life? What's going to go on? What's next? How do I do this? Who do I talk to? Who do I speak to? It's part of everyone's life. Maybe some of us don't have it as hard, but some of us, you know, have it as easy, might have it easier. At the same time, you know, you all face challenges in life. And if you don't, then there's something definitely wrong. And I don't think it's limited to our teenage years. (laughs) I don't think so. But I just gave an example that that was a book that, you know, you know, that does give you, you can have it in your adult years too. I mean, or, you know, sometimes we go through stages in life where actually I did read that book before I actually started thinking about giving up the music path, you know, to creation. Um, I read that book again and I said, wait a minute, he's trying to give me the answer. And he's trying to let me know that, okay, there are tough times, but it's time to wake up and smell the coffee. So there was my brother who was a big influence. Another person that I really look up to even today. Thing is, is that sometimes you have to reread that same book over again, just to make sure that you, you know, you're going in the right path or, or maybe take a second guess. And it's normal. It's okay. It is. And and even though you might second guess yourself, still take action. Don't let that hold you back for sure. You've been answering these questions very well. I greatly appreciate it. Sharing some amazing content with our listeners. What is one online service you can't find yourself without? Something like Dropbox or Skype or, or one of those services. I would love FaceTime. I love FaceTime. I love to be able to communicate using this service. It's amazing. You can actually be on the road and talk to people. And it's online. It's actually all over the world. And I just love it. I, I don't know how I could do without it. And you can connect for free. I mean, we can we can chat as long as we want. And you're in Canada. I'm here in the U.S. And there's no barriers. Yeah. I mean, there's Skype. But, I mean, Skype has its challenges. But uh, it, it depends. You know, I mean... Uh, 
I think a lot of tools that we have today are important. They make a, they make our link. They make our link to the computer experience. Having no computer, I don't know that we'd be able to go on. <laughs> it's just it's part of our life now. It's uh, there was a time you mentioned back there uh, in, in earlier in the interview. You were talking about making a phone call. I almost stopped you and asked you. You know, you might need to explain to these younger people what a phone call is. It's actually using your voice, not text messages. <laughs> exactly. Do you have a favorite podcaster too that you'd like to share with the listeners? I am. I, he's been my favorite in the last couple of weeks because I really didn't have anybody. Honestly, I love all podcasters. I think we all have a special gift to to talk and to announce and to to blab. Leo Leopold from Tech Talk. He runs a show every week on technology and and what's happening with Apple and all Microsoft and Androids, and he makes it so enlightening because he's got a panel of people that he works with, but he interacts and he's really a, he's really a good talk show host. I've listened to him for the last couple of weeks, and I love the way he just makes it all come together. Amazing. It gives you a a positive, entertaining way to listen to what's happening in technology, which is something that I care a lot about and you care a lot about too as well. I never knew about this um, the system that Microsoft made. It was called Tay. <laughs> which is... <laughs> so... Sorry. And so I... He told me he told us about it last week in one of his podcasts, and uh, and he said to me, he said, you know, they they made a little stumbling block because they didn't realize that you know the repeat me command could get themselves into so much trouble. <laughs> so I won't go any further than that. Yeah, if you listeners don't know what Tay is, I'll link to a Wikipedia. I, I haven't even looked, but I'm I'm willing to guess there's a Wikipedia article on Tay. Uh, we'll find you some information. Yeah. You can get that out of the show notes. Very. Uh, interesting project from Microsoft. Really, it was in their intentions behind it, but it yeah. didn't turn out the way they expected it to. Well, no. <laughs> I've got to say though, um, you know, Apple has really um, made every effort to the, the accessibility right out of the box, and it's not perfect, guys. I mean, you got to realize this. It's got some, you know, we got some roadblocks. We got to fix up. But I'll tell you one thing. I can open up a computer, turn it on, and get it working right away, even with a Braille display. And that, to me, is the key. You know, it might as well have Apple's way of doing it where it's accessible right out of the box. And at that point, you can just go where you have to go. Even if it takes you two seconds longer, the people that you're working with, your bosses and whatever, will be patient enough and say, he's getting the job done. And that's the most important thing is that you get the job done, even if it takes you that extra two seconds more but you get it done properly and you get it done the way it's supposed to be done. And also quote one of my mentors. I like to throw one of his quotes into most of my podcasts. You are more valuable than you think. So if your boss or employer or whoever you're working for is not patient with you, take your talent somewhere else because there are more people in the world that can use your knowledge than what you believe. So Mike, I've got one last question for you. And this one's a little deep sure. and serious. Someone goes blind tomorrow. What's one piece of advice you give them being someone who's gone through the whole blind thing for uh, quite a while if not your whole life well the one thing that i would say is i'm glad to know you because you know i'm glad to have made the connection with you the one thing that i can tell you is that we're all here together as a community to help one another and while we can't give you a hundred percent total independence we can at least get you to the point where you were before you lost your sight and while it's going to take some time to get that accomplished, know that 
life is all that. It's about challenges. It's about accomplishments. It's about stumbling blocks. It's about blocks that you have to face. Being blind is not easy, but at the same time, going forward in life and trying to gain your independence is something that's going to be rewarding to you in the long run. You may not see it now, but, you know, in the next couple of years, you'll see that things are going to go your way. And after all, everyone goes through stumbling blocks, whether you're blind, whether you're in a wheelchair, whether you're somebody who has lost some of the hearing, it's part of life. And we've got to make do with what we can and try and become as independent as we can. And it's not going to be easy, but at the same time, things will come through. You just have to be patient. Appreciate it. No pain, no gain. Be patient and make it through it. I like yeah. it, Mike. Mike, you are very awesome to uh, work with and to get connected with and your ideas and passion behind what you do make me uh, find motivation to get up and do stuff, even though, I mean, you're not the only one that motivates me, but I'll definitely uh, let you know that you sure help with the motivation. That's for sure. Well, thank no you. No problem, Mike. I, I appreciate it. How can people get in contact with you and follow you? M underscore D as in David, S as in Sam, music at bell, B-E-L-L dot net. Or just basically the audio performance series will be up and running very soon. Uh, let's get it happening. If you have any questions about the technology, the music software that I'm training, contact me through the audio performance series as well, audioperformanceseries.com. Um, and, and that's basically it. I mean, uh, you know, other than that, I mean, uh, if I have to contact you on a one-on-one basis, I'll, I'll be sharing my phone number with you, but I don't think it's appropriate to do that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, and I appreciate it, guys. We will also link over at Your Own Pay to all of the contact information Mike gave, that email address and audioperformanceseries.com, where you can head on over there and get more information. Mike, I appreciate you and your time. Uh, I'll give you this last opportunity. Do you have anything else you want to share with the podcast listeners? If not, then we'll go ahead and conclude. Well, I, I think that, you know, uh, take each day to its fullest. You know, take the time when you wake up in the morning to smell the fresh coffee or the nice, you know, spring air or even the winter air. Uh, just take the time to appreciate the sounds and the natures around you because those are the most important things of all. When you've got life, you've got a path to go to. And you've got a journey to go to. And every day is a journey. Every day is a challenge. And every day uh, is going to be um, a new day. To your own pay. Show notes and additional content available at yourownpay.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and most of your other favorite social media sites at Payo. Never stop being amazing.